Welcome to Edwards Beyond the Test, a podcast that goes behind the scenes of the flight test mission at Edwards Air Force Base. I'm Dawn Waldman from the 412th Test Wing Public Affairs. October is National Energy Awareness Month, and here at Edwards, it is Energy Action Month. In this episode, we'll meet the base energy manager, go behind the scenes of an average day in energy management, and learn of some upcoming projects. It is my pleasure to introduce the base energy manager, Ms. Jillian Becker, from the 412 Civil Engineering Group. Well, hi, Jillian, and welcome. Thanks so much for your time today. Well, thanks, Don. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on to discuss our energy program. Well, so, Jillian, for almost a year now, you've led the energy management team. It's a team of four people. Can you give us a basic description of what your section is responsible for and what is energy management? Sure. So without going too far into the weeds, um, the Energy Management Office is essentially responsible for ensuring that the base is moving in a more resilient direction. We have a mission to perform here, and at the end of the day, we can't achieve that mission without energy. So we need to make sure that we have access to energy, even in an emergency situation. We also have federal legislation to comply with in terms of energy and water usage, but the Air Force's main focus is on resiliency. So Jillian, when we speak of energy use at Edwards, are you mainly referring to electricity? Do you also manage water and natural gas consumption? Uh, Yeah, it's everything from electricity and natural gas to propane and water. Anything that is needed to carry out the mission uh, that's energy related and also water, we have our eyes on. Okay, well, just by the nature of its mission and size, Edwards consumes a lot of energy every day and probably more in the summer months since we are in the desert. But additionally, we have more programs coming to the base that is going to increase demand. And with that said, you know, I I guess there is a goal of trying to reduce our demand. That must be quite the challenge. It is. Yeah, there are some project or programs um, and some areas that need to consume a certain amount of energy to carry out the mission. So we do have some goal excluded facilities on base that are not included in the metrics that we report back to AFCEC. And that's true on most bases. Um, But there are always some things we can do, like lighting projects, which decrease the amount of energy used without compromising the end result. Like, for example, LEDs can provide comparable, if not better, lighting than higher energy bulbs. Um, So we're always looking for projects that can inherently reduce our demand, but still deliver adequate energy for the end users. Well, Jillian, the intention of Energy Awareness Month in October is to highlight the need for conservation. Here at Edwards, we know it as Energy Action Month. But it has the same goals. Jillian, because of COVID, though, your team can't support the normal public outreach and activities that wouldn't happen during this month. Can you tell us what you're doing instead this October? Yeah, normally there is an event held at the BX with different vendors and utility providers. Um, But this year, obviously, we're going to be going virtual and have set up an email campaign. So each week in the month of October, an email will be sent um, to the whole base that highlights some of the energy projects we've completed or will complete on base. And it'll also discuss the actual energy usage on base as well as some energy related concepts. So we're excited to be able to put down in words for everyone's direct access, the things we normally talk to um, people who show up to the normal event about. So what are the priorities that the Air Force has regarding energy? Uh, So the Air Force has taken a position within the last few years of resiliency being the most important energy goal. Like I mentioned earlier, um, resiliency is crucial to making sure that we can carry out our mission here. It specifically deals with installing redundant systems for a power backup, having adequate response and recovery capabilities when an energy system is disrupted, um, having a robust set of energy systems, and having the capability of utilizing different resources so that we still have a supply if one energy resource goes out. 
if a resiliency um, based project also saves money and energy, that's great. But the main focus and priority for the Air Force is resiliency. As time marches on, well, so does technology, which brings about the new and innovative ideas for energy conservation. Jillian, are you seeing new and innovative conservation approaches here at Edwards? Sure. Um, One of the biggest pushes in the last few years has been for a microgrid system, which essentially lets us have our own, as the name implies, small grid that can operate independently of the electricity grid we normally use. Um, So if the power goes out for whatever reason or we need to reduce our demand on the grid, we can still have access to heat and electricity. Um, So this would be done by installing natural gas-fired microturbines, which conveniently produce heating and electricity. So we could still, um, we could install these strategically at different locations around the base, um, giving ourselves a resilient energy system that would operate as long as we have access to natural gas. So that's one of the big um, innovative pushes for the for the energy program. That sounds fascinating. Any idea when that might come online? It's hard to say. It's uh, all dependent on funding and, you know, when we could really get that um, secured. So I think in the next few years, we'll be pretty optimistic. So we're, we're just pushing for it as hard as we can. Well, Jillian, let's talk about the projects that the energy management team is involved with at Edwards. Can you tell us what's going on there? Yeah. So currently, we're in our third phase of the LED lighting upgrade projects, which will bring just about 50 buildings total once this third phase is done into the modern age of lighting. Um, and we'll all together save around 13 and a half million kilowatt hours and close to $2 million a year. So that's pretty substantial for just switching out bulbs. Um, One of our team members has also been working on a project to replace various power poles around the base, which is obviously critical for resiliency and making sure energy can be delivered. Um, Another project that we are in the beginning stages for is a utility energy service contract or UESC. And this is a finance project performed with one of our utility providers, which allows for a large number of smaller energy projects to be completed on base. So here we'll be doing both resiliency and conservation projects with the savings and low payback periods from the conservation projects, helping to pay for the resiliency projects that we need. So that's one pretty exciting project that will allow us to accomplish a great deal of energy saving and resiliency measures. That is really exciting. And thanks for telling us about that. You know, in addition to what you just shared with us, there is an exciting bit of conservation technology now installed over at the Oasis pool. Can you tell us what the micro turbine is and what it does? Yeah. So I, I mentioned this a little bit before, but just to reiterate, micro turbines produce heat and they also generate electricity. So what has happened at the Oasis pool is that two 65 kilowatt natural gas fired microturbines were installed. And right now we're still troubleshooting and fine tuning the systems so that they are operating optimally. But once they're fully up and running, they'll produce heat, which will heat heat up the Oasis pool and generate electricity as well. So it's expected to save us over $100,000 every year just by the virtue of replacing old inefficient boilers with a higher efficiency turbine. That's a huge financial savings, over 100000 per year. Yes. Well, Jillian, something you've been mentioning, but let's talk a little bit more about it. It's this kind of new to the installation energy plan. It's a focus on resiliency measures in regards to the mission. Can you tell us what this is? Right, yeah. So Edwards was actually one of the first bases to get an installation energy plan or an IEP, which is pretty cool. Um, So what it does is it takes a look at the existing state of the base in regards to resiliency, as well as the resiliency of each major mission, and it highlights where improvements should be made. It doesn't tell us exactly what measures to install to improve the resiliency posture of the base, but instead says something like, this specific mission has inadequate power backup systems or something along those lines. And it just gives us something to shoot for. 
So we'll be using the IEP as basically a roadmap to inform future energy projects, including the UESC I mentioned a minute ago. Um, if we know where our deficiencies lie and where we need to get to, we have a much more direct path to enhancing resiliency on base. So Jillian, if an organization or an individual is planning something new, I mean, some, something maybe like the electric scooter program that just happened or even a new mission project, at what stage does your team become involved and what do you provide? Well, so sometimes people reach out directly to us if they have an idea for an energy project, which we always welcome. Um, everyone out there knows like what their specific missions, what the deficiencies are, where we could improve energy-wise that we don't necessarily always have our eyes on. So it's great to hear from people. Um, and if it's something feasible that we can run it through the um, usual channels within CE and it may turn into an actual project, um, other times we are the ones that put forth projects that we want to accomplish and we're just involved from the ground up. Um, so we have team members who manage projects in the office so sometimes they're the ones directly responsible for the project and other times it's other people within CE. So we're involved with the project, but it doesn't necessarily sit in our office at all times. If anyone has questions, comments, suggestions, anything, feel free to email me anytime. Okay. Well, Jillian, thanks so much for taking the time to be here today. Before I let you go, though, can you please share with us what it means to you to work here at Edwards at the Center of the Aerospace Testing Universe? Yeah, um, it's been a great experience so far, and I'm excited to see uh, what we can accomplish in the future. Many thanks to today's guest, Ms. Jillian Becker, for taking time out to share her story and taking us beyond the test. Thanks to all for joining us. I'm Don Waldman for Edwards Beyond the Test.